millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to another Happy Pod. My name is Nathan. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Lawrence. Hello. Hello. I have a serious question to ask you. Okay, well I don't care about that. Before you ask me that, (laughs) why don't you tell the people what this show is? This is where we come to talk about anything pop culture related. Movies, TV shows, games, uh, you name it. We talk about it, but we talk about it positively. At least we try to. Right, can I ask you my serious question? If you are so inclined to do so. I am. Right, before we were about to record, you had to dispose of a fly in your room. Great, okay, let's bring this up. (laughs) However, the unusual thing I noticed was that you paused your camera to do so. So my question to you is, are you wearing any trousers? I am wearing trousers. I just didn't want you to watch me walking around swatting a fly. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have minded. <laughs> well, I would have. Why? This is just weird and silly, isn't it? No, I don't think so. You're just swatting a fly. We've all done it. Well, this is a great use of podcast time. <laughs> so... All right, I have a question for you, I think. Not not, not the trousers thing. You've answered that. I, I have indeed. Your energy is down today. You're all the way down. I'm sick. <laughs> I've been sick for the past three days. Nathan's had a wobbly Chinese, everyone. It's not gone well for him. Would you like to talk about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know that audio listeners can't hear, see your face right now, but I can, and it's just a picture of I'd rather be doing anything else. I'm here. I'm 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 here to talk about a movie. So let's let's just talk about a movie. What, what question do you have to ask me? Another happy question. 
Right, well, before the question, Nathan, I have to tell people what the question is. So at the start of the podcast, what I like to do uh, is ask Nathan a, hy- uh, a hypothetical question. It could be anything related to the movie. Sometimes it's it's quite related. Sometimes it's a, it's a bit of a strain to get there. Um, this one is very related. And uh, I, what I'll do is I'll ask Nathan the question, and then he has until we finish recording or around the time we wrap up the episode to think of an answer, and then he will give me that answer. It just pops into into my head what your question might be. I kind of hope it's not, but go on. <laughs> is, it, is it bad? Are you anticipating a bad question? It's kind of a bad question. I think, I think this one's okay. It's very open-ended. You can run anywhere with it. Um, okay, maybe not then. Go on then. Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, the question I have for you, Nathan, uh, so we're talking about Top Gun Maverick, and in that movie, the time on target in Top Gun Maverick's central mission is 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Now, in that 2 minutes and 30 seconds, they face immense G-force, they perform high-risk manoeuvres against impossible odds, and they hit a target which is barely 2 metres wide. Which is pretty impressive stuff, uh, as I'm sure you'd agree. But my question to you is, what's the most impressive thing you've done or could do in two and a half minutes? I said, you can run anywhere with this, go anywhere you like. Let's keep it... Family friendly. <laughs> Why? We haven't for the last 80 episodes. That's true. I just I was mainly just anticipating you repeating last week's joke of having one off the wrist. <laughs> I don't want to know about that. Two and a half minutes was the most impressive thing I could do. Yeah. What, what did you think I was going to ask? I thought you might have asked what like my silly little nickname might have been. Oh, I don't think that would have been shit. I think that would have been okay. For, for bonus points, what would it have been? Ghost, because I wouldn't have one. <laughs> so your your nick your nick your nickname assigned to you wouldn't exist, but if it did exist, it'd be ghost because you wouldn't be there. Therefore, it wouldn't exist. Yeah, mine would be uh, stud because I'm that kind of guy. Um, <laughs> right, I've been begging you to watch yeah, this. You are, ever since ever since it came out, for some reason, you have inexplicably been obsessed with this movie you have worshipped the (laughs) altar that this movie stood upon and you have been trying to get me not only to watch it but also to love it as much as you do (laughs) for the past however many months it's been Uh, i think it came out in like may maybe i don't know (laughs) Right, you didn't want to. We heard that last week when we told everyone what the new, what this week's episode was going to be. Um, you flat out said that you didn't want to watch it. Um, <laughs> and in the past, and this is a quote I came, from... I came very close to not actually watching it as well. <laughs> Why? I came very close to just kicking my feet up because I'm sick and in a bad mood. I came very close to just saying, no, fuck you, I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay. Um, before I ask you what your opinion of... Uh, opinion of this movie is yeah <laughs> uh, a quote from you uh from the no 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 I, I no the reason i ask is because i don't want to it's boring if i just say <laughs> how was the movie nathan i'm going to ask mm-hmm. you if you agree with this sentiment uh so this is a quote that from you from the mission impossible fallout um which we did around the time of release of top gun because we were like well you haven't seen it. We can use hashtag Tom Cruise to pull in a few listeners, potentially. So we watch Fallout, um, and a quote from you is, So it's Top Gun fever. I'm sure there's military sign-ups everywhere. Everyone's joining the Air Force. Yeah. Would you agree that this is American propaganda, as you claimed? So I have a note on that, and I never say... I don't, I don't necessarily say American propaganda. 
military propaganda for the American military and industrial entertainment complex. That's what this kind of is. Yeah. But I I have a note on that. Um, and I I my exact note says I thought this would be flat out military propaganda from start to finish. I was wrong. Mm. It is in fact Tom Cruise propaganda <laughs> from start to finish. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I did <laughs> You're not. You're not wrong. No, I'm not wrong. <laughs> this. Okay, let me just say, I don't hate it, but I don't like it. Okay. okay? Right. I don't like a lot of this movie. <laughs> sure, the the action sequences are fun, intense, and stuff. It is really good and really cool to see the real life flying around fighter jet. All that pretty good. Tom Cruise has this. This is. A midlife crisis of a movie, okay? Oh, come on. Because Tom Cruise, everyone knows how heavily involved he is with the projects of his movies. Yeah. What he has done here is he has created a fantasy where he can be the greatest man in the world (laughs) who can do fucking any... Literally the impossible... Literally, yeah. the human impossible of fucking surviving 10 Gs, like, it's no issue. He can do that on, a, on his fucking day off, mate. That's, that's no issue <laughs> and he him. And he cuts the time by a bit just for good measure, just to prove how big his cock is. <laughs> it's, it's this movie is from start to finish. It's Tom Cruise does not have a single character flaw. Oh, sorry. His one character flaw is that he kind of cares too much about all his friends and all his and all his students, and he loves them too much, so he kind of gets in their way sometimes. That's his one single character flaw. I'm not done. Shut up. Okay. Look, the whole fucking movie is just two hours of Tom Cruise. He didn't write this. He's not listed as a writer, and I checked, but there is no part of me that that is convinced for a second that Tom Cruise did not have his hands all over this script. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just, from start to finish, it's just this guy, Maverick, whatever his fucking name is, he is the greatest man to ever exist. (laughs) And these young kids, they're going to come in the fucking army, the Air Force, whatever, they're going to swing their big cocks, but he's going to be like, no, I'm better than you, and I'm going to prove it every day. I've got to train you to do this mission, but actually I'm going to do the mission, because I'm the better one to do it. (laughs) So, I'll just do it. You can come along too, but I'll be the main one because I am the best one. And then, look, one of you, I'm not going to let any of you die at all. None of you are going to die. One of you will almost die, but I will heroically sacrifice myself. But then I'll survive that too because I am Tom Cruise, the greatest (laughs) human being possible. Yeah. It's so. Right. For those of you that came here to enjoy a hearty conversation about Top Gun Maverick, I'm going to swing back round to it. I enjoyed the movie, so I will be listing some good points if you're still here to hear them. Um, firstly, yeah, you're not you're not wrong at all. I'm not wrong. <laughs> um, so the thing, I, right? I do think the movie is a lot more than that when it boils down to it. But the, the clear Tom Cruise of it all is evident. It's evident in like you're you're absolutely right. He does have his hands in everything he's involved in, like. He just needs. He'll go over there. He'll be over the shoulder. He'll be, he'll be rub, rubbing Christopher McQuarrie's shoulders as he's penning a script. He'll be agreeing 
different lines on the day. Like, I, I, I agree that everything's mapped out and planned, but there's no way shit gets past him. And if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't do cash-ins anymore. He's The man is a fucking billionaire, right? He doesn't need to do any of this. Well, he says goes on. Yeah, like it, he he has final say on everything. Yeah, he's much. the he's. It, we said it in the again in the Fallout thing, but he's the the Vin Diesel of the Fast and Furious franchise. He is this, but for every movie, Tom Cruise now exists in a different level of movie style where what he says goes to the point where if he doesn't like the director, if the director looks at him funny, out the window he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, one of my big things about this movie and also. Um, fallout as well is tom cruise has a raging rock on to be seen as the only 60 year old man capable of death defying feats that men half his age are not capable of um and he can do them on a whim in an afternoon it's an easy sunday for him um you know in in fallout he's the He's the man that could never settle down and 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 be with the love of his life because the world needed him, him specifically. Um, and in this, uh, it's the you know the pilot that the navy can't get rid of um, because he's the only man that they're going to dust off every thirty years for a big mission. Um, that is, he is the only one capable of. I completely agree. This is Tom Cruise propaganda, one hundred percent. But it's a good movie. <laughs> Is it? I think so. I I don't. Right. I think it's entertaining Mm -hmm. in a few sequences, but I don't think that makes a good movie. All right, you loved Fallout. We both did. We had a big lengthy discussion about it. And in that movie, you were a lot more willing to accept the Tom Cruise of it all. So why? Because I think that that was a lot less in your your face. Ethan Hunt actually does have flaws. Ethan Hunt isn't the world's greatest man. Sure, he's still like dire the world's greatest man. It's still pretty (laughs) much there. It's not as just as egregious and in your face as this. Yeah. Um, He was like, how much can I get away with in Fallout? And then in Top Gun Maverick, he was like, all right, now I am the world's greatest man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. These probably would have been filmed around similar times, come to think of it, because this was delayed for fucking years. This was, like, supposed to be released just before COVID, and then they held it off for, like, two... This film was, like, ready and in the vault for two years. Well, Fallout came out in 2018. Corona, 2020. Yeah, this this probably would have been filmed in, what, 2019? Mm, yeah, thereabouts. It, it, he probably would have wrapped Fallout and gone straight onto this. Well, I think Fallout would have been out. But then he'd have, done, he'd have probably done, like, fucking, I don't know, seven years of military jet training or some shit, so... <laughs> fucking... Fun, just before you move on from it, because I definitely want to still go over the Tom Cruise propaganda of it all. Um, it's really funny. I watched a few uh, cast interviews, and, like, you know everyone does the rounds of both the Jimmies, some James Corden. Um, mm. They all do that. It's really funny, because there is not a mention of the actual director... <laughs> It's all just, yeah, well, you know, Tom loves to do things like this. They, you, when, when, you know, Tom was on set and he, um, apparently Tom, like, there's the, the beach football scene. Um, apparently they all got, obviously, super fit for all the shirtless stuff. Um, and then they just carb-loaded after it. And then Tom was like, the lighting wasn't perfect. Everyone get back to the gym. We're going again tomorrow. And they were all mid-beer, so they all just had to, like, run back to the gym because they just bloated themselves out. Um, Where the fuck was he for the rest of the movie? <laughs> the lighting in this movie is shit. No, I was, no, 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 no. Fuck no. off. You car- You couldn't even see characters' faces half the time. What? When? It, it is, I can fucking, I took a picture. I can show you when. <laughs> you, right. 
Before we go any further, I knew you'd want to hate this. So I know that this is coming. I fucking see. I knew this would come yeah. up. I fucking said this would come I up. I know you did. I can, like, I can't have legitimate criticisms because I just didn't want to like it, apparently. What's this? What's this? That's just one example. Okay. Right. There was plenty of time. That's the one where I thought, fuck this, I'm taking a picture. Because it came up so many times before. Right. But there are so many times where characters are just silhouettes. Instead of actually lit, you can't see what's going in that's, their faces. That's cinematic just, to a degree. It's it's a scene where four dudes, not even that, three dudes are talking in an office. Yeah, it doesn't need to be fucking epic and glorious and big silhouettes all the time. It's a scene. Just light it. <laughs> I I would I would argue they did light it. You're just not a fan. They of the didn't. Light. I can't see. I can't see the fucking actors this, talking about lighting. Is a big thing at the moment, especially with the fucking the latest episode of House of the Dragon, because yeah. you can't see shit. You can't <laughs> fucking see anything that's going on. Yeah, um, and it's the same thing. Like, just light it. Just fucking hell. The, why is it difficult, or why is it such a anti artistic choice to just light a scene? No, I agree with you, but I think there's I think there's a difference between that and House of the Dragon because House of the Dragon is though I don't understand fully the techniques of lighting, and I never would claim to because it's fucking. A lot harder than I imagine just setting up a few fucking softboxes around the beach or whatever. That is stupid. I can't, because I can't, in House of the Dragon, I can't see shit, right? You're, you're absolutely right. You can't tell what the fuck's going on, especially when it's pivotal scenes. That is a choice in Top Gun Maverick, because I saw this in a IMAX. Shit choice. I, yeah, a shit choice. <laughs> I saw this, I saw this in IMAX. It was fine. Did not have a single problem with it. Could tell what was if going you- on. If your movie is formatted in a way that it only works for IMAX mm-hmm. and not the home viewing experience, then that is elitist and shit. I'm sorry, no, but it is. But I didn't say right. I'm just saying that my opinion of it is I didn't think that any scenes were necessarily too dark where I couldn't tell what was going on. It, on both, because I've watched this at home and in the cinema. Well, I did. <laughs> that, that's fine. I don't. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I've seen the picture you sent me. It is dark. <laughs> but I, I don't know, I just didn't have that it didn't cross my mind, I didn't have that experience. There's also a weird yellow filter over most of the movie as well. It's like when they go to Mexico in Breaking Bad or something and there's and there's just that weird yellow filter for no reason It's yeah. like, they, they there's that one scene I think in the original Top Gun where he's on the motorbike at sunset and he's kind of iconic and they went, oh let's do that but the whole fucking movie Yeah, the- let's, let's do the whole movie at sunset But that's just, that's just a choice, you know, like fucking... Yeah, a shit choice. No, but... Re- because it looks shit. It, right, it doesn't look shit, though, does it? Let's be honest. You I just mean, don't subjective. like it. It's subjective. And to me, my opinion is that it looks shit. <laughs> I don't think it's a good choice. <sighs> oh, we're 20 minutes in. This is, <laughs> this is hard already. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't think it's a good choice. It looks like shit. Fine. All right. I don't. You're absolutely right about you know, like you go to you go to Mexico and Breaking Bad. It is yellow. It is a. It is just a yellow thing. It's almost like they've added the block color yellow and then just turned it down a little bit so that you can see what the camera actually shot. Yeah. This is this this is filmed in a way that is supposed to be that choice. They haven't just gone. They haven't filmed it all and then just slapped a yellow on it. It seems like they have. <laughs> it it really does seem like that that way. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what, at risk of getting my head bitten off, <laughs> is there anything you liked about it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, like I say, I did like the the sequences where they're actually up in the jets and stuff. Yeah. It's fun. As as much as, again, it's 
Tom Cruise propaganda to the max because it's like, <laughs> oh, here we go. I, I'm now I get to fly a jet and be cool. Yeah, it's still fun. It's it's fun sequences. Um, seeing them actually fly around through the dogfighting and stuff, and especially that sequence where they actually do the mission at the end, it's, yeah. it's very tense and, and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I did like that. All right, what, what do you think of the Tom Cruise of it all in the sense that those, you know, as standard with a Tom Cruise thing, these were filmed in, you know, real jets, the actors went up there. Are you, like, we spoke about Fallout and in terms of, like, doing things practically, like with the Halo jump and stuff that I think other other studios or just other movies in general i suppose aren't really putting that level of time in is it did it pay off for you do you think it was necessarily better than what you'd have got if it wasn't practically done uh it's difficult to say without like having something to compare it to really i guess so yeah because i I don't know what i would have got if it was filmed another way so difficult to say yeah if it if it was worth it it what i will say is that it, it looks good yeah can't deny that it it looks good the fact that they are actually obviously someone else is flying but the fact that they are actually in the jets <laughs> that's that's this. too far for tom cruise <laughs> everyone become a fucking fucking like yeah. fighter pilot in six months please quick. i think it's illegal i think you, you actually have to be like a member of the the air force to fly one of those things yeah I mean, I, i'm pretty sure you do like i that. mean look at the fucking look at the planes yeah, they're not yeah. gonna let Jim from down the road fucking get in yeah. it for a bit of a banter, are they? <laughs> there is no part. No one should let Miles Teller fucking anywhere near the, the <laughs> controls of a fucking jet engine. So, no, have you seen, you've seen his moustache. I think he could pull it off. <laughs> Absolutely not. A man who wears a moustache like that is an aviator at heart. I believe he could pull it off. All right, yeah, no, I see what you're saying about it being like, you know, you can't really compare it to anything. One thing I did think was it allows for. Um, like yeah, right. Taking one of those jets up, I can imagine, is fucking expensive because they're not just mm. they're not just giving them out. It's difficult to say whether it would have been as expensive to digitally render every single shot in almost the second half of the movie. Like three quarters of the movie, they're up in the air. I, I doubt it would have been that expensive. No, maybe not. And I suppose once you've got the models, you've got them ready to go. But I do think it's really just a background, isn't it? Photorealistic background is difficult, especially to the standard that they would have wanted it. Um, mm. I do think you get the um, you get the freedom um, that you can have the actors up in there, but you also get like freedom of angles. Like they had like thirty cameras just slapped anywhere around these jets, um, so like every jet would have one on like the front and the back, like couple on the wings. So you just get basically it, it'd be an editor's dream. You've got an angle from every fucking feasible option <laughs> like why did they use the same one all the time then? no 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 right there's only one in the <laughs> there's one in the cockpit Nathan, because it's a fucking cockpit right? <laughs> would, you, would you want an imax fucking loaded in just just fucking whoever whoever well you shot said there's fucking you said there's 30 cameras to me it seems like there was one there <laughs> and that was it <laughs> Just in front of their face. Um, no, yeah, no, right, in in the cockpit, but I mean, like, you know, the other aerial angles come from other planes being flown. So, like, when you're seeing one dead on, it's because yeah. another one is flying in front of it. Yeah, like, I get that. So that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, obviously you're right, in the cockpit, it's just one on their face. Uh, no, no, I think there's one on their face and another one on this side, so they can get... They can get the odd turn to the <laughs> turn to the left shot, basically. The very odd turn to the left shot. <laughs> That's fair. It's fair. I will tell you what. In in the spirit of you being critical, I will join you in a criticism, and then I think we can talk maybe about the actual story of it all. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, 
I'll throw in another criticism after this one. Oh god, alright, good. I'm glad just in case we were evenly weighting it. Just in case we just accidentally said five minutes of good things about it. Jennifer Connolly is in this movie. I, I don't care what anyone says her grand purpose is. It's she's there to to tell Tom Cruise what to do with Miles Teller. She's she's there to be like Tom Cruise's emotional support and guidance because Tom Cruise does so much in the plane stuff and if he's not talking to Iceman if he's not talking to her then he's really not doing anything other than flying so she's kind of just there to be that support I basically I just don't think this I think the love the love's B plot of this movie is kind of just a bit weird like it kind of infers that it's there's something beyond flying and he's settling down to be like a family man but he doesn't he doesn't need to be so uh, she's there because in his quest to be the greatest human being physically possible, he needs to also have a very beautiful love interest, but also which has which comes from uh, a broken home with kids that you know of a previous deadbeat dad, so he can then take on those kids and be the best dad ever. To I don't. I don't well. think he's going to take even on though, the kids. The kids no, like he's going to take on. He's going to take on the kids, even though they're grown up. And he's going to be the best dad to them ever, even though they're not his own. Thus, further proving that he is the greatest man ever. I think I think you're right. But I think you've got the kid wrong. I think he tries to be that the absent. I mean, Goose isn't fucking absent. He's dead. <laughs> but, like um, he tries to be that father figure to Rooster to the point where he's overbearing. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think that. I, I don't know. I didn't see it like that. I did see it as pointless. Um, but I, I, I take your point in terms of like. Yeah, the the other dad is not there, <laughs> but yeah. but Tom Cruise is there. Um, Who is the graphic designer mm. for the Air Force and their little band names on their helmets? Who's doing that? There's someone. What are they, what are they doing? That's, 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 a they doing? that's a thing. That's a thing. Is that a real thing? That is a thing. No, no, those those names are too professionally designed. They to probably me. are. Do you, right, I feel like it'd probably be like you know you get like a piece of like yellow tape and a fucking sharpie. I feel like that's what it would be in real life, not this like fucking properly professionally graphically designed fucking logo that right. they've essentially got from the fucking Marvel's marketing department somehow. <laughs> it, it, it is a little bit like when you Marvel roll out a new slate and you've got the, the graphic And then designs. Kevin Feige puts on the new hat. That's, yeah. that's literally what it is. He puts on the- they've got Kevin Feige's hat guy to do their fucking helmets. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean, but like, I, there's, there's two points I have to that. One... It's not unlike the US military to waste money on fucking unnecessary yeah. things. That is true. And two, it's a movie. It looks more interesting. Also, when they're up... I didn't, re- I didn't, I didn't realise we could just forgive any criticism with no, no, no. it's a movie. <laughs> right, no. But saying who does their helmets is a ding. It's a cinema sins, and you know it is. You're being <laughs> yeah. pedantic... There are criticisms with this movie that I have taken on board that are relevant. A design in a movie? Oh, who's bloody designing fucking, I don't know, someone else's costume. A superhero movie's costume. Who's designing that? Superhero Taylor. (laughs) Well done. Right, well, fucking, I'm sorry that Edna Mode didn't show up in this fucking thing, right? (laughs) Slap Tom Cruise around with a a paper roll-up or whatever. Um, That's a ding. That's a big fat ding and you know it is. It's a ding, but <laughs> another ding under your belt. You just any criticism for this movie you have was I'm not that wrong though. I don't think you're. I don't think you're necessarily wrong. Yeah, they might not have it designed to that intent, but who the fuck cares? It's a 
It's a film. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I care. I'm just saying <laughs> you care enough to have brought it up on a podcast, mate. <laughs> All right, I'll, f- I'll forget it then. <laughs> Can't speak ill of the holy Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> For fuck's sake! You right. I, right, I do like this movie, and yeah, alright, I think it's good. I think it's very cool, but I like it just as much as you're not liking it. I like I like it, but I think you're putting as much energy into disliking it. I, no. I, <laughs> I don't want to dislike a movie. Hmm. I don't. Alright, alright, go on. I don't, I genuinely don't. I would have loved to have had a great time with this. <laughs> I just didn't. I'm sorry. That's I fine, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Kenny Loggins was something I was looking forward to because I actually do like the, that song. Yeah. Fucking Highway to the Danger Zone. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. Wasted it. But absolutely ah. just squandered it. All they were doing was they were showing some footage of some... No char- no actual characters. Just footage of, of some jets taking off and landing, which was already happening. But then they just started the music. To show us the exact same thing they'd already been showing us for the past 30 seconds. Great. I... Lovely stuff. I think when when you've gone out, you filmed real F-18s taking off from a, from a fucking, like, carrier in the sea. It's, it's visually impressive, and I think it's nice to lean... Pick, right, picture this. You're a, you're a dad, right? You remember the 80s fondly. Top Gun was one of your... Great movies that you love to see when you were when you were growing up. You go back to this, you right. Let's, let's say you see it in a in a in a cinema. You've got the you've got the big screen experience. You have those speakers blaring Kenny Loggins. It's all going well, and you, mate, it's 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 cool. It gears you back up for the movie. It's a good little introduction, and yeah, it doesn't have characters in it because you're not just going to suddenly meet the character out of the gate in a little you know, pre-title sequence. Like, the, the title for the movie hasn't even come up yet. It's just a nice way of introing it and being like, this is the movie. It's Jets taking off. That's what it does. Picture this, okay? You're a dad. You're going to the cinema. You're watching Top Gun Maverick, the sequel to a movie that you loved, Top Gun, in the 80s. You're excited to see Tom Cruise be the greatest man possible once again. Um, <laughs> the movie opens up with, I don't know, Literally anything else. And then the credits roll, whatever. There's a different title sequence. Who cares? Someone else can figure that out. And then you see Tom Cruise in a jet. Well, actually, you hear that... As a jet comes into view and you see Tom Cruise. I would argue that would get someone more hyped up than seeing just a jet take off okay. and land. All right. but then Because then they can relate to characters they know as well instead of just a jet. Alright, and sure, this this is a dumb criticism, because this is just me criticising something that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's pointless at the end of the day. But I just think that if you're going to bring back the nostalgia, for Kevin, which this movie relies on a lot, which was weird, because I haven't even seen Top Gun, but it clearly relies on nostalgia a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to rely on that, at least put it to something that will bring up that nostalgia, instead of just jets. Because why do I care? I don't care about jets. I would argue someone maybe going to watch Top Gun Maverick might be somewhat interested in jets. <laughs> because it's the whole thing. Um, are they interested in jets or are they interested in the characters and this, the story right, this, around this the This movie jets? has no shortage of characters flying jets. Right? Yeah. It's a title sequence. You're right. 
I think this is a dumb criticism in the sense that you're saying it would be better if they did anything else. Wouldn't be. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All you're saying is, I'm just right. In a parallel world, if you love this and I hated it and I just come out with that, you would have ripped me to shreds. You would Why have... would I? Because it's it's a nothing criticism. You're like I said, you're saying I said that myself. I'm agreeing with you there. <laughs> so... I'm just saying personally, I think it would be more interesting. Personally, all right, not even that. Personally, I just think they wasted the Kenny Loggins song. That's it. Fine. Great. <laughs> I'm genuine. I don't know where to go because I can't say anything. Well, just go on your notes. What else is there? <laughs> don't be scared. I'm not scared. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I was going to say, you said you wanted to get into the story, didn't you? Um, all right, yeah, let's get into the story of it. The, the, right, so basically, Tom Cruise... Uh, <laughs> greatest man alive. Great, Tom Cruise, greatest man alive, proven by the fact that he becomes the fastest man on the planet in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Oh, that's a... Oh, no, never mind. Go on. I like the sequence. I think it's good. Yes, he reminds me of Buzz Lightyear. You're familiar with Chekhov's gun? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. That's where you introduce something, uh, you think it's going to show up, it never shows up. Or just the... the it's the, no, ca- no, it's it's the is... carrot on the stick in terms of, like, you think it's going to show up the whole thing. Chekhov's gun, for those who are unfamiliar, is if in, if in Act 1 there's a gun that's introduced or is just even present, then by Act 3, that gun, well, by the end of the play or whatever, that gun is going to go off. Yeah. That's, that's where you would assume Chekhov's gun was. I think that gel was Chekhov's gun for me. Because they have this, like, brand new, super cool jet which the military is going to shut down because it's too cool or whatever. Um, but Tom Cruise is testing it and he's great at testing it because he's the greatest man ever. And they need it to get to 10 Gs to prove that it's worthwhile so the government or fucking Ed Harris can't shut it down or whatever. Yeah. So Tom Cruise, he sneaks out and he does the big test and they get it to 10 Gs and they do it and everything's great. But then it just never comes up again. Because I thought it was going to somehow come back at the end, like he was going to do the mission in that jet. (laughs) Mate, you'd just go straight into the mountain. (laughs) Well, they needed speed. No, 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 I see see what you're saying. I think I I, I agree with you and I disagree. I think the reason I agree is because you're right, they do introduce a super cool new jet. It does seem like the setup of the premise of the whole thing, and then it seems like it's just brushed under the carpet. But I will say it it was kind of funny just seeing him turn up at that diner. And then everyone's just like staring at him. Like, it's great. The, the, the great line of um, uh, "Where am I?" and Where the kid I? goes, "Earth." Earth. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Um, yeah, no, I, I like that. But the, the the reason I would disagree with that point, I, I agree that physically, yes, the jet is just gone from the movie, and it is a bit abrupt, and it's a bit of a oh, okay, that's not the yeah. central focus of this plot or whatever. Um, but it does introduce the uh, introduce the kind of the main theme of the movie, which is. You have to remember, everything I'm about to say, I know that it is Tom Cruise porn. So just cast that out of your mind, I'm aware. I've acknowledged it. This movie, the main, one of the main things is, you know, can something be done? Is something within the confines of human capability? Uh, and Tom Cruise proves in the first 10 minutes that, you know, Ed Harris, who's coming there to shut the program down, uh, who's kind of gone back on his word, he's there to be like, nope, humans bad, drones better. Uh, more expensive, waste of money, but better, uh, and can can do mission also. Um, Tom Cruise then takes it upon himself to prove that, despite doubts cast his way, humans are capable of doing things, and it does always come down to the pilot in the box. Um, it comes down to the fact that he is capable of achieving such feats. That's the whole central theme of the movie. 
So that it's introduced in the first scene. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, I do. I, ju- I just think I, I agree in terms of like, yeah, physically the jet's gone, right? And it and it yeah, it feels weird because it's it's just abruptly gone, and you think it's going to be the plot of the film, but it's not. And it you know for the uninitiated, there's there's maybe if there's a fighter pilot listening to this laughing at us about the prospect of can you use a fucking super speed jet or whatever <laughs> to to do this mission. I mean, are they all super speed jets? Well, not they're all no, like not, not the well fucking these jets that they're flying. They get up to nine Gs. That one barely gets up to ten Gs. No, it's not ten Gs. What's the it's difference, it's, really? It's, it's not ten G- Gs. Is the is the force that your body is being pulled at? What well, it's Mach ten is what they say. I don't know what that fucking means, but it's a different thing. It's not that can't be a scale of measurement for the whole film because it's not yeah. the same thing. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Look, nor do I. I'm not a pilot. I'm, I, I'm no pilot. I'll make no. I'll make no apologies. <laughs> right. Look. Anyway, story-wise, um, Tom Cruise keeps denying promotions. He wants to be a captain because he knows that if they make him a fucking million-star admiral, like you know, Tom Cruise definitely deserves because it's Tom Cruise and he's the best man alive. Uh, then he'd be grounded. He wouldn't be able to fly anymore, and he doesn't want to be a kind of you know a pencil pusher. He wants to be a pilot. That's what he loves doing. Um, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I'm sure there's regulations about fighter pilots being 60 years old. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, sure there is. But he doesn't look 60 to his credit. Um, yeah. He's the greatest man alive. No, exactly. I mean, but look, right, that is real. He doesn't look 60. He looks very good for 60. He does. <laughs> he, can't, he does. He can't hide that behind, like... It's that fucking Scientology rituals where you just steal <laughs> someone's youth. Yeah. Whatever the, that he does. Don't get me wrong. The Blood of Virgins has done that man very well. Yeah. Um no, so he he's he's he breaks some rules. He gets shipped off, but he's got a few friends. He's got Iceman, who is in the Val Kilmer, who is in the previous film as his as his main homeboy. Uh, I think they're wingmen uh, or whatever partners. What I don't know how the fucking navy works. Um, he ships him off to teach the Top Gun recruits. So these these uh, there's maybe ten or so, only five with real personalities. Um, only three that the movie wants you to give a shit about. Um, they're kind of wheeled in. They have to do this mission. Now, they, they've all got jumped up egos. They're stealth bombers that have never really had a dogfight. There's a plot point where one of them, only one of them has actually ever shot down um, a thing, and that's remarked as being like just an old piece of shit that anyone could have beat on a good day. Um, so Tom Cruise comes in. He has to then, he has like a week or so to teach them how to pull off one of the like the most difficult missions on the planet. So they've wheeled in the best pilots, but they've never faced anything quite like this. Um, and Tom Cruise is their kind of their man to go to. Is it possible? He goes, yep, yeah, I'll teach him. So the whole movie is about them like kind of realizing that, you know, they can do things. Um, Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. There's a few occasions where Tom Cruise does go, you can't do it. Then he does it. And then they go, I guess I can do it too. Um, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the movie. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of heart in it. I like the rooster stuff. I like the, I like all the Miles Teller and Tom Cruise back and forth. I think that's it's an interesting point for him to be playing Goose's son because I know you haven't seen the first Top Gun, neither have I. But the thread known is that one of the main talking points was that Maverick, Maverick's carelessness was to blame for Goose dying, even though he was never officially charged with anything and he was cleared of guilt. It's wrecked him that you know, different choices could have been made and Goose wouldn't be dead. <laughs> um, so I like the overbearing nature he has with Rooster. I like that he he literally grounds him to the to the degree of, like, he holds his career back years just by being like, I don't want that kid to fly. 
because of a promise he made to Meg Ryan, who I guess didn't get a phone call back in this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's got a lot of heart. I like the story. I think the story is equal to the spectacle that is the jets flying that we've both said looks good. There's nothing about it which fucking stands out as amazing to me, okay? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be. There's no part of this which has to be amazing. But it's just, it's fine. Like, yeah, it's nothing offensive. It's nothing groundbreaking either. It's just a very pretty standard story, to be honest. It's very middle of the road. Um, some of it kind of, again, seems very manufactured, particularly like the fucking whole um, the whole rift between Miles Teller and Tom Cruise and all that sort of stuff. It just seems very, I'm the greatest man in the world again. And again, my one character flaw is that I care too much. So I stopped this guy from doing what he needs to do. No, I th- because, I th- because once again, like I made a promise to his dead parents. And I can't let him for a second think anything bad about his dead parents. So I'll take the fall because I'm the greatest person in the world. Um, it's, it's, I, it's. I know what you're saying, but do you not do you not think that there's like an element of of guilt there? Like it's a it's the character flaw that yeah he perceives himself too highly, knows that he's capable of letting go of his uh, of his instincts and just or oh, no, no sorry relying on his instincts and letting go of logic. Whereas Rooster has been taught to. Maybe there would have been if I'd watched Top Gun. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'd feel different if I had if I had seen Top Gun and knew more about the Maverick and uh, Ice. Is it Iceman? No, Iceman's Val Kilmer. Yeah, um, uh, Goose, Goose is the wingman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Maverick and Goose relationship, or whatever. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'd care more about it. I just don't. Well, I, I never watched the first Top Gun, but I don't think it's. Yeah, but you worship this movie. Though. No, I don't you worship, worship it. I just don't think it's. I don't necessarily agree that that's manufactured. Um, and, oh, hang on a minute. I don't worship Tom Cruise. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, I don't I don't think it's necessarily manufactured. But then also you could argue that on the flip side of it, every movie's plot is manufactured. It's a oh writer writing oh, things. Fucking hell. Okay. Yeah. No. Fair point. But right. Right. All right. <laughs> what? What do you disagree with there? It's like the fourth time. You, to to any criticism I've said, you could say, well, you could say that about any movie that it's <laughs> fucking man. You've had, like, okay, I'm not insulting you personally, Lawrence. I know Calm this. Like, it seems it doesn't seem like you do. Fucking hell. I I look. My point being, I don't know. I just don't necessarily see it as manufactured. I think there's a. It's clearly jumped again. I haven't seen Top Gun, but it's clearly jumped off of the guilt he would have been feeling for. The through line of Top Gun One being, but I don't I know that guilt. That's that's my issue. I'm saying I I don't know that guilt, and maybe I probably should have watched Top Gun, but still think as a movie you should be able to stand alone. Yeah, and no, should I be agree. able to uh, should be able to pick up on that. Yeah, especially one it. that was released like thirty years later. I do agree. Exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, for me, it just it just I don't know. It just wasn't there. I just didn't buy it. Mm, fair enough. I, I I know I know what you're saying. I think to to lean heavily on a sequel that came out 30 years ago or whatever. It, it was around 30 years ago, I, I guess. I don't know the exact time. Um, they keep saying 30 years in the movie. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it was 30 years in real life. And from like audience perception, if you're relying on that, it's maybe not the safest bet because a lot of the people going out to see this weren't alive <laughs> when Top Gun 1 came out and if they were they hadn't seen it um, Top Gun came out in 86 so that's uh, 36 years okay yeah 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 um, 
yeah, to rely on it as mm-hmm. as heavily as the movie does to a degree, yeah, it could be a mistake. But I also think that in terms of just the sequel jumping on point, you get the broad strokes enough for the for the emotional moments to still kind of hit to a degree. But if if it didn't land for you, that's that's fine. But like, I don't know. Can you? Do, 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 I, I I see what you're saying about the story being kind of a tried and tested trope. It's it is nothing groundbreaking. I think people, the ticket of this movie is the up in the air stuff, right? You there's no yeah, there's no grand twist or no final reveal or anything like that. It is very by the numbers. There's a mission we got to do. We're gonna train to do that mission. We do the mission. Something goes wrong. Let's adapt. <laughs> yeah. And now and now. I, Tom Cruise, the greatest man in the world, has saved the world. So, you go. really don't like Tom Cruise in this, do you? I don't know because because he wants so hard for me to like him, and that's why I don't. Yeah, because he wants everyone to love him, and because he is the greatest man in the world, and he was just so annoying from start to finish. But you know, I, I see where you're coming from, and it it, it can be a bugbearer because Tom Cruise isn't like he's not capable of any of these things. They are stunts, but then. I don't know, he's he's an actor playing a character. I just think sometimes his characters could do with a bit more grounding, a bit more relatable flaws. And that there are present, like you said, Ethan Ethan Hunt has flaws. Um, I think that Maverick has flaws, but it's just in terms of his practical capability, he's seen to be the what sharpest What do you think pilot. Maverick's flaws are? Because I could not pick up on a single one <laughs> other than I care too much. Um, I think he's... He comes across as very overbearing, and before you say that's just an an element of him caring too much and being too nice of a guy, I think it comes across more as he's deliberately jeopardized people for the pursuit of his greatness. Or when has he done that? Basically, any higher-ranking officer in the navy, he he undermines them. Because he knows that he's better than them. Yeah, because he's in the right, and he's Tom Cruise, the greatest man. Uh, but in the world. I, don't, I don't think he necessarily is in the right because you know he still operates within the confines of what the Navy say he can do. He's not just a wild man with a fucking with a with an F eighteen that he wants to fly about. He still. I disagree. I disagree. I think that this movie very much presents him as he's in the right. John Hamm and all the fuzzy naval officers—they're all. There with their arms crossed, like oh, that Tom Cruise, he's mm. he's bloody, I don't know, he's too he's too cool for the air force, <laughs> and he's 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 doing everything too cool, and this is not how things are done in the air force or whatever, and he's he's is very much as yeah, he's gonna disobey them, but it's cool because yeah. he's cool and he's doing the right thing. I guess I guess there is a conversation to be had, and that's that's kind of an interesting point because it's the perceived character flaws that I think people that aren't washed up in Tom Cruise propaganda will identify like I've just said but then you're right in terms of there's there's there is a framing element where the movie chooses to focus on that not being a character flaw of Tom Cruise that being a of Tom Cruise of of Maverick that's not you a character flaw well be the same name. yeah it's, <laughs> it's if anything I prefer Maverick as a person um yeah, yeah I I know what you're saying it's a it's more of a framing thing because the perceived faults are are definitely framed as the right thing that to be doing. He should be ignoring these pencil pushers because they don't know what they're talking about, but yeah, Maverick exactly. does. Um, I do think... That, that was the first one I said, but the, the other one, uh, and I do think the movie frames this as a negative, he is too overbearing on uh, Rooster because of feelings of guilt. He, it's not it's not care and it's not love. It's, it's harboring feelings of guilt 
that's why I say it's not it's not an overbearing love and want and desire to protect. It's I quote unquote maybe killed your dad. I'm not playing a part in teaching you not for a, not for his dad, but because he's he can't fucking get over it. He, he still goes up and you know before he's even met up with Rooster again. The first thing he says in the jet is "Talk to me, Goose," because he's he's there like. He still has a deep connection to this man and feels a clear sense of guilt. And I think that, you know, Rooster's saying... Rooster hates him at the start of this movie because he's held him back. And at every turn, he's pushed him away from achieving his own greatness and not allowing him to make his own decisions, which I think is definitely a character flaw. Again, I would just argue that's him caring too much. But But it's not... But I don't think it is... I, I I see where you're. But why is he from. doing all that? Why is he doing all that? It's for himself. It's not for Rooster. It's not caring for Rooster. It's feelings of guilt and not wanting to be the cause of another death. Because he, he cares. No, but he cares. But then he cares about other people. But he doesn't give a shit about them doing dangerous things. Yeah, but they're not his mate's kid. But but where does that come from? Where does that closest come? Because he doesn't. He didn't. He's not been the the like the father. But again, again though, I didn't pick up on the guilt. So. Mm, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess there's something we disagree on, but I know what you're saying in terms of that there and is. He literally sacrificed himself for him again. Or tried to anyway. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What well, do you can't kill Tom Cruise, the greatest man in life? No, not not a. Um, I don't even know if it is, but it's the only helicopter I know. An Apache war helicopter with turrets can't kill Tom Cruise, defenseless no. and attached to a parachute. Um, no. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> It's fine. Uh, so you so you don't think this is um, military propaganda then? I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Don't the the very wrong. nature of a Top Gun movie is that, but it is, of course it is. It a hundred percent is. Any movie that features the military is by definition military propaganda. Um, but not not to the extent that I thought it would be. Really. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But it, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if you watch this and you you obviously you know it's you know it's fiction well whatever um, the, the U.S. military is known for just committing horrific acts. Right? They're not a military that people fondly think of. Um, there is a reason the military-industrial entertainment complex exists, people. <laughs> <laughs> it is to sweep those atrocities under the rug. And also recruit people to commit those atrocities further down the yes. line. Um, there you go. I do think within the confines of the movie, they're not focused on, because obviously they don't need to be. It's way less of a join the Navy kids than the original Top Gun was was taken as. Uh, there, There is that. I can't remember the exact numbers, but there's that famous statistic that, like, the weekend release, the weekend after Top Gun's initial release, the Navy saw, like, a record-breaking number of recruits, um, which I don't think would happen in this. Maybe just the day and age of it, but there's also the movie doesn't serve that <laughs> that function. It's it's far more concerned about holding something else on a pedestal, as we've discussed in length. Um, mm. uh, what, what do you... Well, something I kind of noticed about this that I think is quite interesting. Uh, the movie doesn't have a villain. Well, it has the enemy. It has it has the nondescript enemy, and um, it has John Ham. It I I wouldn't call John Ham a villain. I think he's there to basically just be a minor inconvenience. He's not the villain of the piece. No, he's not. And that's because there isn't a villain in the piece. Do you think that kind of structure works? Like, is that did you even notice it? Was it something? That oh, you I know. Be? I noticed it. I hundred yeah. percent noticed it. 
I noticed, I, I already knew this going in, but the whole quote-unquote the enemy is <laughs> is very noticeable and weird. Like, no flags, just no jo- logos. Just, yeah, just say fucking Russia. Like, what's what's the worst that can happen? I, I mean, the worst that could happen in the movie's eyes is it, whatever nation they banned, one they then... Yeah. Well, sorry, whatever nation that they claimed was the enemy pilot will affect the release of the con- of the movie in that country. Well, then just say it's like a rogue nation or whatever. Who fucking cares? Just say it's like fucking break-offs from this terrorist group or whatever. Yeah. If you but were just if you the were clever, enemy. yeah. If you if if they were clever enough about it, uh, again, I don't think the movie necessarily. I don't think it's faulted for it because I think the movie is way more about the the act of the mission rather than stopping the cause. Like we're just told there's these people have uranium. Yeah, we're not told they're going to do anything with it. We're not told they're currently on course for doing anything horrific. Like I said, we don't even know who the fuck they are. the 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 plot of the movie, or, or the the climactic crux of the movie, is basically: is this mission possible? <laughs> pun, pun intended, uh, I guess. Um, yeah, is is it is it feasible? Can it be done? And can the time limits uh, that it needs to be done in be achieved? And can also Tom Cruise train them enough, uh, train them quick enough to for it to be done? And the the, the movie has no, yeah, no, the no, the mission is not possible. No, it cannot <laughs> be done quick enough unless you are Tom Cruise, the greatest man ever. ever. In which case, he can shave fifteen seconds off of it and then do it yeah. with his eyes shut. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> no, I, but again, I don't think. Um, I do think if they were clever enough, they could have maybe just got around it by saying, yeah, Rogue Nation, but if you're smart enough with your dialogue, you don't even need to say what what country they're from. You just need well, to... Well, they didn't hear, and it was very noticeable. Yeah, no, they, they, but like I'm saying, they, they, they could have just kind of maybe... I don't know. Just say a terrorist group. Yeah, yeah. Or just create a terrorist group. Just say, like, fucking, I don't know... The Splinter Cells, or whatever. As, as Hollywood do, just type in... <laughs> to find find a word from a religious book. Yeah. As Hollywood often do, and then just... The Acolytes. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and, then, you know? and then it's done. Um, <laughs> there it is. Well done. Yeah. Um, you fixed it. All right. I, I mean, I'm going to wrap it up uh, if you're done with your points. Oh, I was done about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Um, one last thing um, it does look cool but it was always very jarring when it would go back to widescreen format after being in <laughs> IMAX yeah I know and just the black bars would just pop back up out of nowhere and it was very oh okay yeah and there's some there's some scenes where like it kind of has no rhyme or rhythm, uh, rhythm to it like I'm I'm not a filmmaker I don't understand what, when things need to be shot but there are some like even to the point where like one shot in a dialogue sequence would be filmed in IMAX format, and the other one. It seemed be... to be like anything in the jets, the planes was always. Oh, that IMAX was always, but that was always going to be all, IMAX. But then you got like you got like that, but then you got them talking to the guys on the ground, which is just film standard. So it's going from that to that to that, and it's just very. Yeah, it's backwards and forwards a bit, it's rough. especially yeah. when the movie is cutting between those sequences, um, yeah. in a in a specific scene. Um, but yeah, no. Like ultimately, I think it's I think it's a good movie. I think it's tense. I think the it's enjoyable in terms of the through line. I think is consistent enough for you to get on board with the mission. Um, and I I liked. Oh, well, one one thing I'll quickly ask you. I guess um, 
the all the I think the movie is taken to calling them young guns. What do you think of all the the young the young guys other than Miles Teller who we've kind of already touched on? Uh, mostly forgettable. Why was Bob called Bob? That's I guess just a thing. I, it was it was for a trailer joke, wasn't it? It was just well, for a trailer joke. But they said they said in the movie. You haven't told him what Bob actually stands for? <laughs> and then it was just never brought up again. Yeah, it was. They say um, uh, Glenn Powell says baby on board. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. I missed that. <laughs> I mean, look, that, I don't know if that's actually legit. I think he might have just been ripping him. I guess he's just called Bob. Hangman is a standout. He's definitely the movie's... He, he's definitely... Dickhead. Yeah, he's the, he's, the, he's the epitome of what these pilots are, which is egocentric wankers, basically. But I think that a lot of them start learning the lesson a lot faster than he does. Um, fun fact, he's in Spy Kids 3 as well, which is fun. He's also the um, the banker that Bane chokes out in The Dark Knight Rises. Who is he in Spy Kids 3? I don't know. At first I thought it was the guy, but then that was Elijah Wood. The guy right? was Elijah Wood, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. He's just in it. So I just looked on his IMDb thinking, this guy's talented. I, he, he, he should be in some more things because he's a very charismatic guy. Like he pulls off. I think all the actors do a fine job. I think they're they're all doing really well. He was the guy Bane chokes out. Um, yeah, I don't think he was the one that's like, there's no money here. This is the stock. He wasn't that guy. Um, but Bane definitely beats him up in the bank or the stock exchange. That was like ten years ago. How old is this guy? He's like thirty, I think. So he would have been, I guess, like early twenties. Ultimately, I thought it was good. Um, did you enjoy the return of? Um, One Republic, <laughs> the band that everyone forgot existed after they released Counting Stars. When did One Republic appear? They did the the beach football song. I ain't worried uh, about it right now. Not really. It's a good song. I like the song. It's fun. <laughs> the Lady Gaga song is a good song. I'll say that. That that is a good song. I quite like it. Um, I'm very happy that they didn't have. At first, I really thought the movie was gearing into the uh, Top Gun. One has a very infamous, very long sex scene, which is just. A lot of tongue, a lot of grossness, and it's kind of shot and framed very comically. And is it, it said to take my breath away? I think it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that song features in Top Gun. Yeah. Um, and when 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 the Lady Gaga song started playing, and then that kind of scene was happening, I was like, please don't do it again. But luckily, they just yeah. it was a bit more wholesome than that. Um, anyway, we are we are over time. Um, they yeah. one last thing I will say. Yeah, go on. Um, they let Tom Cruise be short. They did. They did. It's they, one thing. Well, Tom Cruise. Oh, I get, Tom Cruise let them show that he's short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, he went. That's the better way to put it. He went. I'll allow it. I suppose there's enough of me being a hero in this movie. Um, yeah. Short kings rejoice. Uh, one more humbling thing for Tom Cruise. Um, he finally has a semi-age appropriate love interest. Um, normally, he's kissing girls that are that are too young. To be kissing him. They're, I mean, they're not young women, but they're like 20 years younger than he is. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not like he's just... Like, so, like, 40. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like 40, but it's... I know Tom Cruise doesn't look 60, but he is 60, all right? Whether he wants to admit it or not. Do you think that in the next 10 years... You know how age catches up with some people? Some people just look great, and then maybe, like, there's a steep five-year decline. Yeah. Do you think we're, we're going to get that with Tom Cruise? I do. I think one day he'll just he'll show up and he'll look like you know like King Viserys in like the latest episode <laughs> of House of the Dragon. Yeah, he'll just look like that. <laughs> you know, you know that kind of weird fish in SpongeBob that's in the wheelchair, like the very old lady. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's what I feel like. One day they're gonna wheel Tom Cruise out, and the stunt is gonna be that he actually gets out of his wheelchair. 
Um, <laughs> they've been like, wow, defying uh, expectations as per usual. Um, I did not like this movie. That's, I'm sorry. That's fine. I didn't like it. That is... I, know it's, I know it's the greatest movie ever made, apparently, in your opinion. <laughs> and I know Tom Cruise is the greatest human ever. But it was not for me. Um, that's fine. Would not recommend, personally. Fair enough. You do you. I, I liked it. Um, I That being said, I don't want to see another one. I don't... <laughs> There doesn't need to be another one of these. And I definitely don't. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, all right, so at the start of the... Uh, if, if you're just tuning in, if you skip the beginning, uh, what I like to do at the start of the podcast is ask Nathan a question, a hypothetical question, usually relating something to a degree of uh, that what, what we're talking about. Uh, so today we're talking about Top Gun Maverick. I asked Nathan... The time on target in Top Gun Maverick's central mission is 2 minutes and 30 seconds. They face immense G-force, they perform high-risk manoeuvres, and against impossible odds, they hit a target which is barely 2 metres wide. Which is in very, uh, which is all very impressive stuff. What, Nathan, is the most impressive thing you've done or could do in two and a half minutes? Have sex to completion and then spend two minutes doing something else. <laughs> Fucks. So I see you've I see you've taken the Tom Cruise approach where you've shortened the necessary time for the deed uh, yes. of what needs to be done. So you've wiped two minutes off the clock. All right, what what are you doing after? What are you doing after? Watching TV. Just two two solid minutes of a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Okay. I mean, I said keep it family well, friendly, no. but I suppose well, I'll, I'll say. I'll, I'll watch a few TikToks. There we go. All right. Yeah, yeah. So you can consume some nice media um, yes. after having sex to completion. Is that... Are we talking... Is this a quickie? Is this cloves, cloves on at the third... We, at we the, don't have to discuss this. I think we do. I think we're talking about a, def- a death-defying stunt here, Nathan. <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> I just want to know, are you talking from the from the t- word go, or are you? do you need to get undressed first? Either way. Oh, it's achievable. Either way, it just depends on how much longer you decide to take. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, thank you. Um, if <laughs> if you've enjoyed this, um, uh, come back for next week, I guess. Um, yeah, so we've, we've done Top Gun Maverick. Uh, you can you can give us a little review if you like. Uh, you can give us a five star review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If it has a little review capability, that would be cool. Uh, you can give us a follow on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. Uh, we're at another happy pod, or one word there. Um, and 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 yeah. Oh oh, next week we're going to be doing this. You need to back off and waste this outfit. Eugene, get out of here! No super suit. You're making a mistake. You made a mistake when you messed with my client. Is now I'm going to whoop your ass. My uh, ass remains unwhooped. So we, we will be doing that. Cool. Can't wait. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, do you want anyone to play us out this week? No, we don't do that anymore. It's illegal. I know it's illegal, but I can put like a five seconds in or so. No, we're not with anyone players. Go out. on, dealer's dealer's choice. I don't mind. <laughs> no, I'm not breaking copyright law. No, no, no. We won't be. But I'll do it under fair use. It's fine. I'll do six seconds what's, maximum. What's fair use? It's it's like as much as you can use as something before it becomes claimed. Put in Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Uh, highway to the danger zone, but only like the very last like six seconds where it's already started to fade out. 
so then it's just totally incomprehensible. Okay. So just, just do that now. There we go. <laughs> there it is. We all got a good kick out of that. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Okay, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.